All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh, yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Al and Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome to You Suck. I'm your host, Tom Bruno, and guess what? Alex is off doing the Lord's work, speaking with children, talking to the future. So whenever Alex is not around, I sneak in the back door. Another man that I am very, very fond of, our good friend to the show and always amazing podcasting host, Mr. Andy Imoff. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. Um, you may call me slippery when wet. <laughs> There's a boat named that, and you, <laughs> you, my friend, are no boats. You are like a streamlined jet ski, quick, fast, and anybody with a credit card can have you. Well, thank you, my friend. We actually spent some time on the beach yesterday because I am now the Florida man, and I am loving it, by the way. Um, the problem I'm having, though, is you'll notice my face is pretty blotchy. This is when I start getting sun. This is what happens before I get the tan. So I need to spend some serious time out in the sun so that I can start not having this going on and plus i wore my sunglasses all day and so i've got the actual raccoon like the reverse raccoon eyes thing going on hey dude it's sexy it it tells me that you're enjoying some good old vitamin d and you know what that means oh yeah sun lots of sun so much sun um so as a florida man and as a guy that's coming to visit your fair state what do you think about like the influx i was i was at work this week and um like literally like 10 to 15 people came in buying like water shoes and they're buying fucking, you know, goggles and bathing suits. So the first question that was follows through is like, oh, where are you going? Because, you know, it's, it's fucking four feet of snow outside and you ain't, you're not, you know, going tubing, bitches. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not. Um, and every single one has the same response. Florida. We're going to Florida. I was like, oh, cool. So now as a Floridian, are you allowed to be judgy of all these fucking fucks just coming down and taking up space in your area? Dude, you better believe it. I mean, when I tell people that I'm, I'm, I'm actually reaching the point where I've stopped telling people that I'm from Oregon. Nice. Like, like I'm, I'm fully embracing it. I see a California license plate. I slam into the back of their car and run them off of the road. You know, it's just like, no, you're not bringing any of that shit here. And that's the thing. So do you know if these people are just coming for vacation or are they moving? Okay. Vacation. vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always a vacation thing. Like funnily enough, I was actually like reading on a side note, which actually kind of correlates with what I just asked you. Um, There was this post done by the, uh, by NVPR, which is Vermont public radio. And um, they were saying the, they were talking about the influx of the, the, was kind of stupid. They're like, we think people are moving to Vermont. It's like, what are you fucking retarded? Yeah. People are moving to Vermont. Like you you can look out your window and be like, Hey, that guy's from Boston. Hey, that guy's from Wisconsin. Like people Mm -hmm. are moving to Vermont for the obvious reasons. It's tight knit community, like lots of beautiful land up for grabs. Housing markets fucking going through the roof right now. So like, yeah, people are moving to Vermont, but it's like, um, you know, it, it's very, very fucking obvious. And all these people that are going down there, they're going down for vacation because, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. good to go and go someplace warm or remind yourselves that it's not always, you know, unbearably cold where you go outside and you freeze your dick off. We did have about three weeks of winter here, and I have to admit it was complete and total bullshit. I hated it. <laughs> so now that we're done with the three weeks of winter um, and we're back into the 70s and 80s and sunny 
Um, one of the things that I was not prepared for, and I had heard about this, but it wasn't really, I didn't understand what kind of a thing it was uh, in the South. You know, it rains, then it gets sunny or it rains at night and then it's sunny during the day. In yeah. Oregon, we just had nine months of gray. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, everything's gray. And um, you basically match any sad song with the weather in Oregon <laughs> and it matches. <laughs> and so um, when I came down here and it's like, oh, no, we're going to get rain. That sucks. And then the clouds roll in, it rains and then the clouds roll out and everything's wet, but it's sunny. And I'm yeah. like, oh, uh, was not prepared for that, but I'll take it. Not a problem. So in, in comparison, you like play back in the day, you'd play like fucking something sappy, be like fucking one is the loneliest number. And then down in Florida, you play beach boys 24 seven. Yes, exactly. Nice. Excellent. Actually, I play beach boys and the you suck podcast. Those are the two things. I listen oh, to exclusively. that's so funny. Cause I put on horsepower. I want to get laid. I'm just like, Hey baby, you want to get laid? She's like, no, nah, I'm not in the mood. Then I turn on horsepower. And she's like, Oh, my engine's revved. I was like, yeah, I know it is. I know yeah. it is. <laughs> um, so we have a guest coming in a little bit here. Um, I, her name's uh, I don't want to. I don't even want to say her name because I fucking I know I'm gonna butcher it. it I, I always think I'm like, oh, this is an easy name that I say, it. and then she's like, no, that's not right. Um, if I'm not mistaken, her name is Mariah Iman Wilson, and we'll find out from herself when she gets here. Um, but in the meantime, this is a good opportunity for us to talk about all the things happening in the world. Like Tom's going on vacation. Tom's going on vacation in 63 days. I think my wife last told me I'm going down to uh, about five hours away from you. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's expensive. It's not cheap to go on vacation, especially not when you have kids. No, no, it's really not fucking. They don't go in like the cargo area of a plane or something, which makes the most sense. No kicking, no devices. I mean, there's lack of oxygen, so they're going to sleep, Andy. So what's the problem? Well, you know, that's a good point. Uh, Might I suggest now? How old are your kids again? Oh, 11, eight. And by the time we go down, he'll be seven. Got it. So the 11 year old should have his shit together. I mean, realistically, the eight year old. He's right on the cusp, the seven-year-old. It just bring some Benadryl and, you know, dose them um, in, like, the way that you dose uh, an animal if you want them to go out for surgery. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking about carrying a trank dart with me, which I don't think goes against TSA regulations, by the way. I'll just carry it with me, and then fucking you know, all of a sudden he just starts acting like, all of a sudden he's like, I'm sleepy. I'm like, yeah, there you go. The, the middle one, dude, if I just put on Fortnite, he'll be fucking gone. The the yeah. worst that's going to happen is going to be a little loud and he's going to be about killing people for like, you know, 30, 40 hours. Yeah. So it's it's not a bad thing. I'm sure but you've in- seen that video of the toddler, two, three years old, four years old, where it's it's an entire six hour flight. And this kid was apparently just standing in the seat, screaming the entire time, just yeah just going absolutely bananas and the reason why it made headlines is because a couple of people looked at the mom were like yo can you shut this kid the fuck up and she <laughs> yelled at them but she completely <gasps> ignored the kid wow like it, wow. And in the video you can see this kid is going full berserker rage and she's just sitting next to him with her earbuds in reading a book like not doing a thing and wow. apparently it was the entire flight like the kid never stopped screaming and uh, it was so bad that the TSA, when they landed, pulled her off of the plane and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, that's just shitty parenting. Like, I, I don't put that on the kid. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the kid definitely should have taken some fucking Xanax or something. But, like, 
that's that's just like you know some bad parenting my wife's like prepping the kids right now she's like listen you act up you're not going on a fucking flight we have a babysitter coming in taking care of the house it's just as easy to leave you here too and i can get a refund for my ticket so that's an extra 300 bucks to spend on whatever mom and dad want to spend it on so um but in preparation i um i i gave up the notion of having a phone with me on vacation a couple years ago it's like I, I I have it with me. Like don't worry, I'm not a neophyte. I don't fucking just leave it like at home or some shit. But like, I I don't bring it with me. I don't bring it with me to the beach. I don't bring it with me to fucking restaurants, things like that. I think that's an asshole move. Like the idea for most people, and I'm using the term loosely because family can be whatever you make it. Like is family time, right? Like whether it's you and your significant other, whatever it might be, fucking you and the kids, you and the you and mom and dad. So. The phone is a complete like separation between you guys, even if it's something as simple as like, oh, I'm going to bring my phone, but I'm going to use it for videos. I'm going to use it for fucking posting and shit. The moment that you take that picture and you bring it back up to now post it, there's a separation between you and everybody else. You are now involved in this. So to solve this thing, um, a couple years ago, I bought a GoPro. I, I have a GoPro Hero 7. That's how I get all my videos, which actually is better video than my camera would ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, 4K resolution, fucking it's durable, go underwater. Like there's no separation. I can't post with it. So when I take and I shoot, I can look at to make sure I got what I want, but there's no like, you know, like, oh, now I'm going to see how many selfie or how many likes I'm going to get on fucking Facebook from this mm-hmm. video of my kid jumping in the pool. The next solution is I want to get a decent camera. Like not not a fantastic camera, but decent camera. Do you have any knowledge of cameras, Andy? You a you camera guy? You know, not too much. Um, it's funny you bring it up though, because I have been looking at cameras, and the recommendations that I've gotten so far, just for what I want to do, is mm-hmm. getting like a Sony A six thousand or an A sixty two hundred. It's uh, not super expensive, but you can interchange the lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good for shooting video. It's especially good for like being close up. I don't know yes. how much resolution I honestly want on myself because that probably deter more views than <laughs> all the resolution, Andy, all the resolution. <laughs> you want to see every pore, every inflated pore with a little bit of spots of red. And they'll be like, give, that's give Florida. Me, give me two weeks to get a suntan, please. <laughs> oh, they look how bronze I am. I'm like a god from the Greek without all the naked men. I'm going to be um, handsome Squidward real soon. Oh my God. I can't wait to see handsome Squidward. Um, that's actually the recommendations I saw too. I also saw uh, Sony. Um, what is this? Sony RJX 100 Mark III, mm. which is like a pocket camera. You know, mm. it's not a no detachable lens for it. I think they refer to it as point and click shooting, but the reviews are very excellent, at least for the camera portion. Like if you're going to try to take video on this thing, you're better off using like an iPhone 12 or something at this point. Like the, the technology is just way better. It's a 4k at this at right now. I think uh, some of the newer ones are like almost in 5k, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So I have a Samsung S 21 ultra and a buddy of mine. That's a videographer. He told me if you're not trying to live stream with it, and there are ways to get around that, you can you can connect it to your computer and stuff like that. Unfortunately, my computer is too old, so I need to get one of those too. So if I had Bluetooth connectivity to my computer, a uh, fast enough Bluetooth connectivity, then you know, in theory, I might be able to download software to let me live stream using the camera on my phone. But um, he told me if I'm recording intros or outros for my pod or 
um, recording, you know, like my, my TikTok videos and stuff. Uh, I made a TikTok. I've had a couple of videos go viral. I've also gotten banned a couple of times, uh, <laughs> but, uh, he said, no, just use your, your galaxy, uh, S 21 because the camera is one of the best cameras on a phone out there. And, and he was like, honestly, I would shoot with one of those. There's, um, there are actually quite a few podcasts, believe it or not, that use either iPhone uh, 11 Pros or 12 Pros or whatever the latest mm-hmm. one is, or the Samsung Galaxies, and they have six of them set up, and those are the cameras that they use because wow. it's super high resolution. They're at the end of the day, they're they still have more functionality than just a camera, mm-hmm. and um, and it's actually pretty fascinating. I've seen a couple of you know podcast studio builds where they actually have iPhones or galaxies and you just move them around. You set them up. It's a small form factor. They're lightweight. You can see the screen on the back real clear and easy. So you know exactly where it's shooting and they have the full functionality. If you have the right equipment to like swap them, hot swap them on the fly during a a podcast, I'm not nearly sophisticated enough to have any of that shit. But uh, one of these days, if we ever get there, then, you know, that just seems like, it seems like we're kind of heading in that direction. Yeah. It's funny to think like back in like the seventies and you think about like a TV studio of like a new studio or something. And mm-hmm. sometimes they give you like the zoom out and you'd see like 12 gigantic fucking cameras, the size of a minibus just pointed at the front desk. And now you can accomplish everything from this. Like literally this is going to give you a better resolution than they ever dreamed of. And I guess, you know, that's just technology advancement for you because, right. you know, forties, you're talking about a computer, the size of a house. And now, you know, the processing power that you have and like the shittiest of burner phones is like tenfold that like you right. can accomplish so much more with it. <clears throat> so I don't know. What do you think? Am I, am I, am I becoming a hipster Andy by trying to like eliminate some of these things or what, what, what if you just uh, take, take me out of the scenario, be like, this is not Tom. I just described, this is just some random Joe that I just described the scenario of what I'm trying to accomplish. What do you think of that? So yesterday I went down to the beach. My wife took me to Mexico beach. Um, it's real close to where we live here. Panama city beach, Mexico beach, Port St. Joe. They're all really close mm. and uh, they're all beautiful. They're all gorgeous. I left my phone in the car. I went to put it in my pocket, but then I was like, you know what? Actually we're getting in the water um, mm. and I don't want to carry this thing around and I want to have to worry about it in the sand. So I just threw it in the glove box. And so I don't have any photos from yesterday. But, um, you know, that's also kind of the lifestyle we're trying to embrace. It's simpler, it's slower pace down here. We moved from Oregon to a deep South state because I was tired of feeling that confinement that you feel from being surrounded by hipsters all the time. I, I think hmm. the true, you're not a hipster. You're, you're actually trying to engage more with your surroundings and your family, which is not a hipster thing to do. A hipster thing to do would be to say, I can't not have my phone because how are we going to record this amazing thing that's happening? What you're choosing to do instead is a little bit more of a boomer move where you're like, I'm not bringing my phone. I just want to enjoy my time with my family and make sure that they have my full attention. It's totally. Different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I had the GoPro, like when we went to Myrtle beach a couple years back, um, I had more fun 
with the capabilities of it, just being able to like, you know, go down the water slide my son and like kind of hold it out and video mm-hmm. us and get the full reaction and like be like in the water and have him jump in and take the slow-mo picture. So I can still do all the technological advancements that have mm-hmm. occurred. So I can still capture everything I want to capture, but without, you know, without the, the, the complete uh, so disregard for the fact that I'm with other people. Right. You're not going to post it right in that moment and then get the gratification of checking your phone and seeing who's liked it. Like, you eliminate all of that, you still are able to share that with family and friends, yep. but it's not in that exact moment, and that's okay. I think the only problem I'm running into is like I've captured a lot of good stuff. I have a lot of great photos. Um, I've like, but I, <laughs> I tend to just not do anything with them. Like I have like at least ten hours worth of footage from Myrtle Beach, and. Um, <laughs> I haven't done anything with it. It's just saved. So eventually I got to do something like back in the day, they'd have like carousel, right? Like you'd have people come over, you'd have carousel, they'd do a slideshow and mm-hmm. shit and you'd show off all these things you did. But in the meantime, it's just kind of sitting there just taking up space. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like literally that's all it's doing because I'm not doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. So like, I got to figure out the next step. I got to find an easier access. Cause that's, the, I guess that's the reason most people do is because like the ease of, uploading it having it somewhere that you can view it or have other people look at it just because of the way that facebook and all that stuff is set up is just so easy whereas with my gopro i gotta take out my card i gotta put it in my computer i gotta download it to my computer and then i gotta do something with it after that point but i haven't figured out what i'm gonna do with it right now it's just basically like a a treasure uh, like a treasure box of Mm -hmm. like family moments and ever so often like if i'm gonna do a show or something i've actually been doing a a sideshow um, besides this, like I'm doing my normal every day or every week, you suck show with Alex, mm-hmm. but I've been doing this, um, more localized thing with, uh, a guy, a guy, you know, actually Donnie Gates. Yeah. Um, sure. yeah, yeah. Adulting Donnie. We the guy doing, that swore uh, he would never, ever, ever have guests on his show and he'd never be a part of a, another show. He swore up and down. He's like, I'm a one man show. I will never be on anything else. You're doing a show with him. That's awesome. I, I am. I am. I, I. <laughs> I ta- I tied him up and I said, do this or else I'll hurt things you love. He's like, I don't love anything. And I'm like, fuck. All right. Um, I'll take away your rights in your guns. He's like, never. And then he joined the show with me. Um, we're doing a show called New England Natives, which is, you know, kind of hyper localized to the to the area that we live in, New England. Like it, there's not a lot going on to the to the outsider's eye. But once you live here long enough and you kind of like, you know, <laughs> root yourself in i guess mm-hmm. um there's there's tons of shit to do there's tons of love for the place and we actually kind of described it as like this like if if me and donnie were to be like fuck new england sucks because it's winter and we hate it and it's cold and then somebody like was to roll in from out of state like yeah it does kind of stop be like what the fuck you just say would you fucking say about new england motherfucker and we start beating on him because it's only us that a lot of talk shit um so we so we started doing that. I don't even remember what the fuck I just brought that up. Because um, I remember that I said that I was trying to do something with something, and I started doing something with Donnie. This is what happens when you just talk out of your head, Andy, when you just don't have like a place to go. You just start saying things. Um, it's, it's called self-promotion. You were telling self- me about this new show that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I did. And then, and I did. You were going to tell us where we can find it and when it comes no, out. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. It comes out. It's live. I'm making it so easy because... Well, back to the fact that I don't do anything with the treasured family moments. If I was to do it like Alex does, or like you do it, where you actually put like real effort into your show and put a lot of production into it, like all the hard work that you guys do, I don't do that. I just like to fucking set it and forget it, like it's a fucking uh, base day or a rotating machine or whatever the fuck it is. What was that um, thing that you used to put on your counter? The set it and forget it. 
Um, Who was it was one of those Ronco things. I remember yeah. the infomercial because he would set it up and then they'd throw him a can of that fucking spray paint for your head to make it look like he had hair. And he was yeah. like, well, this is set. I don't have to watch it because I can do this, bop, 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 you know? And, and I remember watching that and thinking to myself, if you stuck that in an oven and set it to two hours, yep. what, what's the difference to quote yeah. your other show on the, oh on the you suck network? What's oh the difference? Um, what the difference is, um, there'd be a bomb of nuclear proportions. And I'm not, I'm sure you've heard about that guy, Oshuka, Oshua, the one that got um, the largest dosage of radiation that any person's ever received ever. And they kept him alive for 83 days because they just want to see what happened. You ever hear about that? Yeah. yeah that's what happens when you use that stuff. <laughs> Fucking, um, he pops his pocket fisherman. He's like, look at it, ladies. It's still gray. And they're like, that's a pocket fisherman. He's like, no, that's Ronco's penis. I'm going to go swim. <laughs> oh, that's the other guy. That's the Jack Lane guy. Whatever. They're all the same. All those infomercial dudes with their fucking selling things that work sometimes yeah. and sometimes they don't. Um, so yeah, Florida. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I'm excited um, to have you at least so close. I know. Well, the problem is, like, Florida's a big state. Fucking, I know. Like, it's th- huge. People don't I, I, realize how big it is. I, I know. They always tell you that. You're like, I didn't realize it was so big. You're like, yeah, I know. It's huge. Um, it's Florida. Do you live on the shaft or the tip? I get that question a lot. I'm going closer to the tip. Um, in fact, well, the funny thing, this sounds so shitty because I'm talking to you right now. Um, I was I was asking him. I was like, dude, let's let's take the chance. Let's meet up. And he's like, all right, where are you going? I'm like, Fort Myers. And you're like, dude, that's fucking so far away. Like, you're, it's not like you're like an hour away down the road. You're four hours away. I was like, you're not yeah. Four that, hours that's, away. You're eight hours away, by the way. Is it eight hours away? Yeah. Is that far? Fuck. That's even far. If I okay. wanted to meet up with you, I would be better off hopping in a plane. I'm I'm dead okay. serious. I know you are. I know you are. Okay. So let's just take that off the table. But I am driving four hours to go to the keys because it's the keys for fuck's sake. And where else am I gonna find a, a sea turtle or a bundle of cocaine floating up on the shore, Andy? For and free. Alligators. I don't alligators. have any alligators up here. So what people don't realize is North Florida is basically on the same uh line. Uh, what's it called? A latitude of like Northern California, Texas, you know, all of that. And we don't have the elevation that some of those other States do where they're high desert. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we actually get like four seasons here. Snow is obviously going to be very rare. We did have about three days of frost though. And so this is a very temperate, mild climate. Our humidity is not nearly as high. Our temperatures don't get as high. Um, you know, we probably have, uh, not quite as much plastic surgery going on up where I am either. Sure. And so that that's been a constant reminder that I have to tell people like all of my shitty friends back in Oregon, they're like, all right, go and enjoy that humidity and alligators. First of all, yes, please. That's why wow. I'm here. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. the heat and the humidity. Second of all, it's too cold up here for alligators, which is very unfortunate because if they're on your property, you have every right to shoot them. If there is a nuisance animal on your property, delicious. You can do anything you want to them with them. I mean, there's the laws of God you probably shouldn't break. But, you know, and, and so when I found out that there's no alligators, like I literally were were 300 miles too far north for alligators mm. and iguanas. I was very disappointed. 
it, it, people say that like it's like a threat. I can't believe they use that as a threat. Alligators are cool. You're not. That's the problem. <laughs> See, that's why I'm moving there. Be like, alligators cool. You you not so much. Your your attitude right now is especially not cool. I'd rather you know. Well, see, like we went last time we went down, like near my mother in law's house. There's like a national park thing, and you can go look at alligators like in the wild, and it's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Like, and there's little uh, knolls. They're like little the they're called the American chameleon. They're really cool. We used to own a couple of them, but we're bad owners, and they died. Um, but in the wild, apparently they they thrive. Andy, I don't know if you know this. Wild animals thrive in the wild. Um, weird. I, I, so weird so weird they don't like being in cages and glass tanks where shitty owners don't treat them right i, I don't know whatever i feel um, like you can say the same thing about humans but humans yes. don't often thrive well you know what actually in the larger cities that probably is like a prison they've just convinced the inmates that they're the prison guards yes very very astute oh andy very astute um so one of the things, oh, okay. So the whole reason I was even bringing this up about the camera and stuff is like out with the old and with the new. I, I'm not a rich man, Andy. Nobody, nobody gave me a silver spoon when I was born. I am a practical man with a practical job. And so to fund my want of a good camera, I am actually in the midst of trying to sell off my comics, like a good portion really? of my old. Yeah. My old, I don't, I don't read them anymore. Like I, I used to collect comics because like I love comics and, but I'm, I'm more of like a graphic novel guy. Like uh, I like a, like a big, thick, meaty section to enjoy unless, you know, so much of a thin little wispy thing. You know, it's the same reason that, you know, everybody goes to big, thick, meaty things because there's so much, so much more. Um, I've got a sickness for the thickness. You do? Oh, my God. Are you down with the thickness, Andy? Come on. Yeah, you've get down. my wife. You know what I'm I, talking about. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So. I'm selling off my comics so I can try to go with this. And like, that's what I'm in the midst of doing right now in preparation. Um, by the way, I was looking at a um, side note to that. I was looking up things to do in South Florida because we've done the touristy shit. We've done, we've done, you know, Flor- we've done Orlando, we've done all that stuff, which by the way, Orlando's, you know, not too far away from there, but it's farther far enough that it's not something we're going to do this time. And plus that, you know, it, it costs last time we went to Disney cost a thousand dollars for five of us and, or four of us, excuse me. And that's, ridiculous like like fuck the mouse and everything about him if he's gonna charge me a grand and then charge me to eat on top like if disney gave you free food when you were in there mm-hmm. i would feel that was more worth it but just for what it is like a grand a grand andy that's that's a whole week's worth of pay bro almost dude disney world's probably the last place i want to go in florida honestly really i have Where no yeah i have no intention because i mean one it's far away but but second of all, I'm not I'm not down with the mouse. Like no, I, no, not at all. I don't watch any Disney stuff. They've they're they do some real crafty shit, and I just um, I believe in supporting with my dollar, and and they're not a place that's going to get a dollar from me. Wow, I I foresee like all of a sudden a red dot with like three little red dots with two little ears on top of it showing up on your head. All of a sudden, it's like, oh boy, talk shit about the mouse, and you're gonna get fucking soused. And you're like, I'm gonna get drunk. You're like, no, die, bitch. And you, it's that motherfucker right there. Huh. <laughs> so, um, this time I wanna I wanna go on a boat, like a like a boat boat boat. Um, yeah. yeah, well, you know, for obvious reasons, boats are awesome. And I was looking at prices for boats. Uh, hand, did you know that going on a boat's expensive? <laughs> it is. Are you talking like a fishing charter, or are you talking about just taking a boat out for the day? 
all the above. Like, well, with the exception of last. Okay, so not the not the last option. We'll get to that in a second. But like, there's something called shelling. Shelling is going to special beaches and collecting shells. There's fishing charters. There's like dolphin watches, things like that. All of them are four hundred dollars and above. Like, no, like that is the cheapest of it. Is four hundred dollars. I was looking at the prices and like a dolphin watch. 500 bucks fishing yep. charter 700 dollars, and all of them have like limitation on how many people you can bring with you and all that type of stuff and i'm like i'm once again Andy, not rich poor very poor poor man um renting a boat on the other hand is actually pretty fucking reasonable mm-hmm. um which i can't believe was like the last thing i thought about i was so like designated on be like no i don't want to do any work fucking i want to sit back and relax but if you put in a tiny bit of work andy things are cheaper what do you think about that and here's the funny part uh, driving a boat is actually fun as fuck. You're not going to feel yes. like you're doing work. You're going to feel like you're like the captain of a boat. It's it's not work. It's only work if you screw it up and hit something. But yeah. if you're just out there cruising around in a boat, you're going to have the best. You're going to have the time of your life if you're the one driving the boat. Trust me. You're still going to get to see everything because, yes. hey, they're going to yell out and go, oh, there's dolphins over there. And you're just going to take that that handle and power that son of a bitch down and get up and walk over and have a moment with your family. And then when it's done, you're going to be like, Oh, sun's going down. Let's see what this motherfucker can do. And just hammer down and start just plowing over the waves as hard as you can. It's trust me, renting a boat that you're driving yourself. That is ultimately the way to go now Uh, in South Florida. And so the cost of things is going to be a little bit different. You know, I'm mm -hmm. in North Florida. And so you don't really have to do stuff like that. There's state parks where you pay, your five bucks to get in. And then if you walk out onto the jetty, there's manatees, there's turtles, there's dolphins. It depends on the time of the year, obviously. Mm. But, um, but a lot of those prices you're talking about, that's the tourist trap kind of prices. What you really want to do is find out, are there coves? Are there bays where these things happen, where you can just walk up to it? There's a lot of state and and, uh, federal parks in Florida. So, you know, I, I wasn't waving at you, Andy. Trust me. That was that seemed like really weird. Like Tom, I'm trying to give Tom the explanation of how he can make his vacation cheaper, and he's waving at me. I think he's lost the pot. Um, but our guest is here, Andy. Um, awesome. I know, right? This can be very, very exciting. All right, guys. Um, so we we have a guest today, like we do every single week. Um, I, I I said her name earlier, but like once again, I I hate saying people's names right before they come on. Um, uh, Mariah, if you're, if you're just give me a thumbs up, and I'll bring you right in, and then we'll kind of all right. Thumbs up. All right, very good. All right. Uh, don't hate me, please. Uh, everyone, let's welcome Raya. I'm in Wilson. Hi. Hi. <laughs> welcome to the show. How are you doing today, ma'am? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, okay. So, first of all, did I butcher your name? I do all the time. Just the middle name, and it's okay. Everyone does. It's Iman. Iman. All right, all right. See, like that's that's the fancy way to say. It. I just I just break it down so layman. I'm just like, hey, it's Andy Emof, and he's like, it's Emof, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's a name. Um, by the way, Mariah, Andy, Andy, Mariah. Um, hey, Andy. Mariah, it's great to see you. Um, I of course did a deep dive into your IMDb. It's actually really impressive. Uh, first of all, how early you got your start and what you've been able to accomplish um, that that just uh, that shows a lot of personal drive. And I think that's the the component that people kind of leave out because you look at like a Tom Cruise or a Nicole Kidman and things seem easy. But of course, it's not easy, especially not when you're first getting your career started. 
you fortunately started early on and uh, have reaped uh, some of the rewards of just being good at what you do and and having that experience from from starting early on it looks like Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely got a very early start and I thank my mom for that. Absolutely. Because if I didn't, um, I think if I just didn't start early, I wouldn't have, I don't know, I guess kind of connected or at least gotten to where I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that I I still have so many more milestones to hit. But I think without that foundation, without that groundwork that my mom um, laid with me, I don't think I I would be who I am today. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very grateful to have a supportive uh, family behind me who is, you know, ready to get me started <laughs> immediately. Mm-hmm. See, whenever you give accolades to a parent like that, I always feel like they're right in front of you being like shaking their fist, being like, hey, who are you giving credit to? It goes parents first, Jesus second. We know how this works. You're like, yes, right? well, you, you, you first, you first. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, she's right, asleep, so-, so she's not here. <laughs> Oh, good, 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 good. Hi, mom. Let's let's all share love for our moms who gave birth to us. Yeah, what's up, moms? Yes. My mom, Call my mom, mom listens. Tell her you love her. <laughs> it's true. I do sometimes, and then sometimes she calls me just to talk my ear off because she loves me too, and I, that's how it's shown. She's like, "Oh, let's have a twenty minute conversation." I'm like, "Really? It's bedtime." All right, both mom. Of you guys talking about your good like parents and and good childhood. We, it's listen. You're you're on the outs here. Right? <laughs> Rubbing it into Andy's face, but like, yeah, parents, right? Oh my god, parents, Mariah, where does it all start for you, ma'am? It all started in Scottsdale, Arizona. I was four years old, and my mom took me to audition for musical theater at Desert Stages Theater, and. Honestly, after that, it was a wrap. I like didn't want to do anything else. I was singing, I was acting, I was dancing. And she just said, I kept pulling like, I want to go back. I want to do another play. I want to do another play. I want to do the next play. I want to do the next play. Like it never stopped. And she was just like, okay, we're running with this. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, about six years old, my um, my aunt, I believe, she came into town, saw a play that I was doing. And she was like, you have to bring her to LA. Like you have to bring her to California. We've got to get her an audition for something. She's ready, you know? So we came out to LA. She had gotten a commercial audition for me and we were late. We were actually so late. Like they were packing up the camera. It was a wrap. Right. And mm-hmm. my aunt goes in there and is like, please, please, you got to see her. You got to see her. She's talented. She's fantastic. Yada, yada please like one, like give her a couple more minutes, like do, you know, and I went in, did the audition and got the part like right there. Wow. <laughs> We're like, okay. So <laughs> this oh. is meant for her. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's what raw talent looks like when you can just walk in and, and get things started, you know? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my raw talent was picking my nose. My parents looked at me like, "He's so good at it. Get him on a stage. He's a one man show. He's so entertaining." Look Listen, at him. bro. I don't know if you've watched America's Got Talent recently, but you I could have. probably make it pretty high up. I mean, if you're really that talented at picking your nose, because they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh well, I scraped the top of my nose, so we're all on the same page, I guess. Oh, it's, it's very impressive. So, what was your what was your first play? What was the thing that like like that you got into? You 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 realized that this is what I want to do. This is what I love, and this is the only thing I can see myself doing from this point on. 
What was it? Yeah. So my first play was Grease. And also my favorite movie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And of course, four-year-old me wanted to play Sandy, right? (laughs) Of course. Why not? We all want to play Sandy. We all want to play Sandy. Right. Exactly. Um, But the director didn't see it that way, which I understand. (laughs) Wow. Um, I don't know if you saw the reboot of Annie, but you can be whatever you want to be nowadays. Fucking that's ridiculous. And by the way, I want to be Rizzo. I didn't want to be Sandra D. She was so clean cut until the end. And then she apparently died. If you believe all the fan myths and all that stuff with them flying (laughs) off the car. Um, Funny side story about that really quick before I get back into you. Um, when Greece, do you remember back in like the nineties when you, uh, how old are you, Mariah? Really quick, I know it's not a good question. Twenty-seven. All right, twenty-seven. So Greece released in yeah, cool. So Greece released back in the nineties in movie theaters, and I had no like idea that this was a thing. Like I didn't know Greece was something that happened, you know, back in like the seventies. I just thought it was coming out. So I was like, wow, this movie looks fun, and I liked musicals as a kid, still do. And um, um, I went down to my cousin's house down in North Carolina, and she had a VHS of Grease. And I'm like, how'd you get this? This isn't even out in theaters yet. And she's like, it's old, Tommy. I'm like, no, it's not. And she, then she had explained the re-release to me. So I, that's, that was my first, first grasp on Grease. So what, what role did you get if you did not get Sandra D? I was ensemble. Ensemble? That's that's not that's not a character I remember. I'm sorry. That's what they call a travesty. It is a travesty. Raw talent, Mariah. Raw talent. You know what? It's okay because I worked my way up and eventually I played Cindy Lou Who in the Grinch. So it all worked out. Excellent. Very well casted. You have a very Cindy Lou hair, and I I think that's very, (laughs) very appropriate. Um, Uh, Mariah, he says that about me, too, so don't tell me. Well, that's because you're both just so charming and pretty. I don't (laughs) want to tell you. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I could see that you're very welcome. So you, you go for Greece, you you get ensemble, horrible casting mistake by them. Um, Then you become Cindy Lou who, um, so once you become Cindy Lou, is that kind of cement you? You're like, I'm destined. This is where I got to be. And this is, these are the places I'm going to go from here. Like, so your, your mom takes you to LA and what's that whole experience? Like, how old were you at that time? Six. Honestly, I don't even remember much of it. I mean, six years old, you know, do you guys remember much when you were six? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. dinos- dinosaurs, um, <laughs> peeing beds, things like that. Yeah. But not, not it things works. like going to LA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so not that you have a lot of memory for it. Um, but yeah. I mean, like, like there must be like some sort of like um, resemblance of a feeling of being like, oh, this is kind of scary, or you super excited, or something along those lines. Do you remember the emotions at least that go I, along with that? I do remember the emotions, and my mom told me a couple stories because we also went out there and auditioned for a couple of um, a couple of agencies as well. And she said I was nothing but excited. I think. <laughs> one agency we went into, and that, this was the one who took me on. I had this leopard print like suit on. Like I think my mom had me in like these leopard print pants and this leopard print jacket. I mean, I basically looked like Fran Drescher on the nanny, like episode one, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> And it had the fur. It had the fur around like the, you know, neck and everything, right? And um and she said, I went in there and in the waiting room, I was 
crawling around like a leopard. And I was like, and like at the like, yes, at the, at the, um, (laughs) at the one, at the lady in the window and the assistant, you know, and she was like, you guys have to come out here and see this girl. (laughs) And they were like, sign her, like we love her. (laughs) So I was definitely like, I was doing my own show, honestly, out there for them. I think it was Dustin. So, so you didn't even like, um, you didn't like do like a thing. You just went out there and just kind of like, uh, what's what's it method acted your way in, as a wild animal? And wow, yeah. what a way to grab attention! That's so smart. Like most yeah. people come in, like I'm gonna read this piece from Hamlet for you, and I'm gonna show off my chops. And you're like, I'm gonna show you how an animal acts. And they're just like, yeah. get the girl, the girl, the girl's the. It's very, it's very Eartha Kitt of you, like Batman '66 Eartha Kitt, like the whole like. I was, oh yeah, I was thinking Crispin Glover, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's smelling hair. What are you saying right now? Hey, do not dog on my man Crispin. Did you I see him? I love Crispin him? Glover. I love hey, Crispin Glover. Talented. Uh, Charlie's Angels too. He was the highlight of that movie. Really Thank was. you very much. Back to the Future yeah. One. Amazing. Talented. We actually we actually spoke to the guy who replaced him in Back to the Future Two, and we're like, "What's that like?" And he's like, "It was." bad like i love crispin glover i did not want to take that from him but he was just not helping himself at all the time and i was like yeah i could foresee i guess that kind of comes with brilliance though like you makes you it does make you think out of the box like much like yourself where i like it it made you instead of just going in there and just doing like something that everybody else in the world will probably do it made you go a little bit different and it probably made them like catch uh, probably caught their eye a lot quicker than you know anything else now was that your intention or is that just who you were as a person or are as a person (laughs) that's just who i am as a person honestly i'm extra so i (laughs) i already like like when my mom told me this story i was like yeah that would be totally me i think i i calmed down once i got to like elementary school and started you know like as you get older you start to realize like oh you know you can't do mm-hmm. this or can't do that and kids like come into play and you're trying to be cool and stuff and so you kind of tone it down right but yeah. ever since like I've you know grown up and become an adult I think like once I hit high school I was like I'm gonna be my own girl like I'm not worried about anybody else and that's who I was as a child and that's who I continue to be as a grown woman so <laughs> it's good like that's Thank something you. that people don't realize until they get way later on in life. Like I, I always give credit to my little sister, my little, like me, I had a lot of, I mean, this isn't braggy. This is just like an explanation to get to the, you know, to the, the, uh, the fact about my sister. So um, high school, I had a lot of friends. I really did. Like I, I, but I really kind of like bent, who I was to be more of this, you guys come on. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm so cool. Uh, um, I really kind of like parents and, and then it was your good childhood. I'm so sorry. Eddie. You're my friend. You're my friend right now, buddy. So you're in that group and you get the better version of Tom, because like, I don't placate to anyone anymore. I don't, I don't try to change who I am. I'm like, I did in high school. I'd always try to be whoever I had to be to make all the friends I had or whatever the fuck. But like, my little sister from day one, dude, the moment she stepped in high school, she's like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I like what I like and I, who I am, who I am. And that's just the end of it. 
And the older I got, like at first I was like, ew, Rich, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't bend the curve so much. What are you doing? Don't be an individual. And then later on in life, I was like, wow, you really had it like from like to be that you're already an adult as a child. And I think that's very, very crucially important. And I think a lot of parents try to snuff that out of people to try to make them more normal, I guess, is the word that would yeah. be best used. And it's really like says uh, it's a real testament to your mom that instead of being like, hey, stop that, stop that, you know, get, get up there and do hammer, you know, instead she's like, yeah. you, know, you know, do what you do. Yeah, crawl around the floor and act like a leopard. Go for it, girlfriend. <laughs> Andy, what was the last time you crawled on the floor? <sighs> that was last night, but it, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. You know, and what you guys are bringing up, you see that a lot in talented people. You know, the first person that comes to mind is like Post Malone. If you see the stuff he was doing in high school, aside from the tattoos and the grills and stuff like that, <laughs> Um, right. He he's the exact same person now that he was back then. And it's fascinating to kind of look at that and, and think about that. There are actually a lot of young rappers, um, very popular rappers. And I apologize that my mind is kind of drawn a blank on some of their names, but you know, Eminem. it's sorry. I, I said the first Eminem, name. Sure. No, Eminem, that's actually a great example because, yes. uh, you know, he treats. Yes. He treats his music like it's a job. He's in the studio nine to five, Monday through Friday, every single day. And there's some famous stories about people wanting to collaborate with him and they're going out and they're partying, doing whatever. They go rolling into a studio at 8 p.m. and he's not there and they go, hey, where's Eminem? And he's like, I'll be there at nine o'clock tomorrow. And then we leave at five and he treats mm -hmm. it like a job and you have to treat it like a job. It doesn't matter if you're writing, if you're acting, you know, I'm not to get braggy, but I've been trying to get kind of a voice acting thing going for a while. And this past week I had a VO job every single day of the week, oh. but I take the weekends off. I, I just, it, cause it's too much time in front of the computer. It's, it's too much time, um, investing in, um, you know, something that I'm trying to get going, but then I have other responsibilities as well. And so you do kind of have to set those boundaries. And so now Mariah, my question is, with your acting career, not just where it is now, but I mean, going back eight, nine years, once, once you turned 18, you started having more control over what you were doing. Yeah. Did you approach it in kind of the same way? I did. I did. It was my primary, you know, goal. It was my job. I mean, I, back when I was 18, I went to college. So I, um, I started at Santa Monica college and then I transferred to university of Southern California, fight on Trojans. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just had to plug that real quick. <laughs> um, but I wanted to get through school. I wanted to still have that life experience, you know? And so I did all of that. And, uh, but I always like made sure that my number one priority was my acting. You know, if I got mm -hmm. called for an audition, I had to schedule it in between me going to class and making mm -hmm. sure that I could, you know, get to the audition. If I, you know, booked a job, I made sure that like I let my teachers know, hey, I'm sorry, I will be out this day, you know, because it became that I knew this was something that I was going to run with right after I was done with, with school. So whether, you know, my teacher was mad that I couldn't be in class or not. Sorry, but my career calls and I've mm -hmm. got to go. Yep. And uh, that was, yeah, that was 
that was my main priority. So you do, you have to treat it like a job. Um, I think especially now, since I've been out of college, I've definitely taken a lot more of a job approach to it. It is a business already, you know, Mm -hmm. it's the entertainment business. And so you have to treat it like a business if you want to be successful. So, yeah. Uh, Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And that's sound advice for anyone, you know. I mean, like if you if, if you if you really want to accomplish something, you gotta put the work in. That's just a flat out fact. A lot of people think Absolutely. it's just as easy. Like my my son asked me, he's like, I want to start a YouTube. And I was like, Why? What do you wanna what do you wanna do? And he's like, make money. I'm like, that's not the way it works, buddy. Like, that's the way it works for some people. You gotta actually have something to put on the table um to you know try to accomplish the getting money part. What happened to Andy? Did I get rid of Andy? No, I think he froze for a second. It looked like okay. That's fine. It's just you and me now. It's all good. It happens. I, this is the normal segment of the show. I take, I disrespect the uh, the get the co-host, and I just remove them from the equation so I can just focus on you and me. That's how we go. Oh, okay. What's going on? It's 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 a little shitty, but you know, I really think it puts the point across of uh, who the uh, top person is. We just try to. Okay, so yeah, he's doing something. I'll him back in afterwards. Okay. So what is the first professional gig that you get? Like you put all the work in, you go to college, you do, you get all the accomplishments that you want to get to the point where you can make this your actual job. What's the first real job? The first real job. Well, the first real job dates back like even before college. I, yeah, yeah. Um, so at 11 years old, I auditioned for, you know, just this little movie called dream girls. (laughs) Oh yeah, little tiny. It's insignificant. I've never heard of this Dream Girls before. I must be sleeping on it. I know. Ah! It was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, the greatest experience of my life. I mean, when you just talk about heavy hitters, Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson, Anika Noni Rose, we have Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, Danny Glover. Ooh, and the list goes on and on. Loretta Devine. I mean, there's just so many heavy hitters in that in that film. And I just had like the ultimate like learning experience from each and every one of them. Like so talented, so well like focused on their career. And I was just just extremely grateful to even be a part of that film. Um, our director, Bill Condon, like I just love him. Like Ooh, that was my first professional experience, and I I don't think I could have asked for a better one, honestly. Most most people are like, yeah, I was on a, a McDonald's commercial. I was a uh, guy number two getting the fries. You really saw my response when they brought those hot and crispy fries out, and I'm like, oh, what was your first job? Be like, oh, it's a small film called Dream Girls. You know, you know, and the award winning, um, amazing film. You know, amazing cast. Wow, what's What's that like to be like as as like and pardon the expression for it, like the I guess the terminology for it like a newbie to the to the business to be working with some of the the greatest like professionals ever period like what's that like as a as a as a person? Absolutely amazing. Wait, I I don't want to discredit that guy number two getting the fries though because that's still a job and that's, it is uh, that's success right there. Okay. It is. It is actually. He's, he's talking about <laughs> me. It was a joke, but. <laughs> I was guy number two. I was much fatter back then, but uh, I did one hell of a job taking those fries. Like if you watch that commercial back and you look real close, you can see me with the entire box of fries that they handed to me just right down the hatch, baby, just straight (laughs) 
That's probably not an image I want on the internet, by the way. It really is, though. It's my background, actually, right now. (laughs) It makes me so hungry for many of the things. Um, Well, funnily enough, my uh, one of my family members, he was on a Wendy's uh, placemat for the longest time. And like, yeah, yeah, that was like our biggest claim to fame. It was a guy in the mafia who ran the Philadelphia mafia back in the 80s and the guy on the Wendy's placemat. So those are our those are our accolades right there. They're pretty they're pretty phenomenal, I must say. But, you know, very close. They're so close to one another. I just remember the look on his face, though, because we were in a Wendy's and like we looked down. And he's like, oh, that's your cousin, Mark. And I'm like, what? Like, he's just looking at this burger like, wow. yeah, I love you. It was just so funny to me. And you that's got him. Dream girls. Yeah, sure. It's all the same thing. Why not? <laughs> tomato, tomato, right? So yes, when, yes. when you're in the presence of, of so much greatness, like what's what was your main takeaway from the whole experience? Um, be great as well. <laughs> okay. I have yes. to do my best here, like absolute best. I mean, I think they all knew I was young. They all knew this was my first like major, major role um, in anything. And so I was like, okay, you know, but I went in there. I gave it my all, each crying scene, each scene with Jennifer. And I just learned, I just learned from all of them. Like I said, I mean, they're each just so incredibly talented. Um, And I just learned the business. I I learned from the sound mixers. I learned from the producers. I learned from the actors on set. I mean, it was, it was an experience that honestly, (laughs) it's just unbelievable still till today. I'm like, wow, I, I was really there in the mix with each and every one of them and then making them cry. I mean, like at the end I had that scene where I had to cry and Jennifer and Beyonce come out from behind the stage, you know, watching the monitor and they're like, Oh my God, you made us cry. And I'm like, wow, I made Beyonce and Jennifer to cry. Like <laughs> I'm doing my job. You're like, in your I'm face, acting. Queen B. I got the honey now. I got all the chops. This is amazing. That's crazy. That's amazing. Andy, you're my dream. You're my dream girl. So when that's the when that's the case, like what, what was your first like professional job? Because like these are the things I never ask you. I always just know you as like the guy that I know now. What was your first like? Uh, yeah, I know. I don't I'm, I'm, I'm the car guy. I get it. No, yeah, listen, yeah. I get a I great get car phone guy. calls. I get phone calls all the time from my buddies and they're like, Hey, my car's making this noise and I'll hold the phone down. And I'm like, your lifters collapsed. <laughs> By the way, I'm not talking about your engine. I'm talking about your life. So um, <laughs> my first professional job was a commercial for um, gem city, fine foods. And nice. um, yeah, I would call that my first professional one. But again, I mean, this is going way back. This was back when I was still an engineer. And so I was only doing this for the perks and kickbacks. Like they were sending me dairy free, gluten free desserts that oh, I would shit. stuff in the freezer. They, like they, <laughs> this was not a paid gig. Well, I mean, I guess maybe it was paid. Didn't pay off for my guts, but it paid <laughs> off for uh, my tongue. Yeah. Um, and respect, all the respect, brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. That's where that's the real payment right there. Fucking this last, it. well, this last week, though, I did commercials for Hasty Bake Grills. B&B charcoal and uh, Blackfoot raw pet foods. So, you know, kind of we're doing some things. It's still not paying very well. And Mariah, I'm sure you know how that goes when you're new to the industry and you're kind of the bottom of the barrel. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. You still don't have the resume. And so you can't command that paycheck and not. But that's the thing about being an actor. People don't ever really 
they don't talk about the money. They talk about not until you're, you're making the bazillions of dollars and can buy your yeah. own small island, but <laughs> right. they don't talk about when you're first starting out. And even if you're good and you're very good, it, it's clear. But, but when you first start out, you're not making the piles of money. Like you don't just fall into Tom Cruise money. You don't fall what? into, well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I assume that's how it went. I assume that you got a job in Hollywood and then all of a sudden they roll up a dump truck full of cash to your house and like here you go here's all there's the, all the monies it depends no, on if you have the two day or the three day weekend with the producer you know what i mean oh gotcha at least gotcha. that was my experience <laughs> it, just, it was like it was a four-day weekend in a trunk and yeah. i got 50 bucks it was pretty great um, he made me shave my mustache it was terrible so, oh no so you get this amazing job and not not you and you talking back to mariah now Your, yours is still amazing by the way I, I by the way this is coming from guy that i i manage a sports store so like let's just all keep this in perspective you guys have these amazing awesome jobs we're really living your dreams and i'm selling shoes um so with that in mind yeah thank you thank you i like being a, a normie some days um so when you have this amazing job is the next job kind of a letdown or is it just as exciting because you get to do it all over again i think it was just as exciting honestly um i think like the next one was lincoln heights for me and that was lincoln like my heights. first uh-huh. yeah i remember yeah. yeah of course man yeah, yeah i love tv yeah yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the next role. And um, it was just exciting knowing that I could go in and and book a job again, you know, like it was it was fun knowing that that I could do it all over again and that, you know, it could happen and 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 I was honestly just as excited, you know, as, especially for TV. Like I hadn't done TV yet. And so mm. that was my first experience um, you know, on television as a guest star. And that really, really I think is where I was like, okay, I can do this. You know, like mm. this is actually we can go in this direction and it'll all succeed um, is when I like felt that in my own heart, you know, cause I think mm-hmm. as, as parents, you know, you're taking your kids to this and of course I felt extremely successful, but you never know if, you know, that's just like your one thing, you know, that you're going to do. And then, you know, you kind of fade off into the, you know, background, but mm-hmm. no, this, that next booking was just like, wow. Like, this is for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, the thing about like, especially about TV is like, it's so much more, it's so much more personal to people yeah. like, because not everybody is going to go out and see dream girls. It's, it's a shame, but it's, it's just like, it's a fact. Like not everybody's going to go out to the theater and see this, but television. Um, I remember this interview with, um, with Robin Williams, the great, late, great Robin Williams, where um, somebody asked him, he's like, so what's the role that you're always going to be known for? Out of all the roles you've done, all the amazing things you've accomplished, what's the thing you're known for? He's like, oh, it's Mork from Mork and Mindy. Mm. And they're like, really? Mork and Mindy? Nanu, Nanu. Nanu, exactly, exactly. And that's because you are part of the family at that point like you 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 are in their house you are in their living room you're giving them like you know happiness and and making them cry and all that stuff do you do you see it that way or do you like i mean television's obviously changed a ton since the you know the 70s but like with the with the way it's been right now is that the way to look at it is that it's more of like a personal thing is that how you felt about it 
I think I think whenever I act, it's a personal thing. Whether it's a film or a TV show, it's it's all personal. My goal is to make people feel, whether it's to make them feel happy or make them feel sad or make them feel motivated to change their life or make them feel angry and you know want to make a change about something. My job all the time, whenever I go in front of a camera is like, I want to make these people feel whatever my character might be feeling and spark something within them. So yeah, it is more personal with television because I think a lot of people are watching more television. Mm -hmm. It's, it's right there. You know, you turn on your TV and you've got, you know, a picture of people, you know, acting or the news or whatever, you know, you're watching. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think whenever you step in front of that camera, whether it's film or television, it's it's a very personal, deep connection that you want to make with with that audience. So let me ask you something, because you're not quite as old as Tom and I, but but um, you're probably old enough to remember when you would you know, turn on the TV and the show came on at a certain time and everybody sat down to watch it at that time. And really streaming services, especially when they release an entire season at a time, it has changed the way we watch TV. And really it's kind of changed the way you interact with the shows and maybe the way they should be making the shows and probably are making the shows. And so when you talk about getting sucked in and drawn in, you're part of the family and you're, you're feeling the characters that's, it much bigger now because you're not going, Oh, we're going to wait a week until we see the conclusion of this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're sitting down, you have the whole day to yourself. It's been a hard week. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to watch this entire season. There's uh 45 minute episodes and there's eight episodes in the season, seven episodes in the season. I mean, what's book of Boba Fett, isn't it? Seven or eight episodes. Seven. Yeah. Or eight seasons. eight, yeah. 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 eight so, to 10. Yeah. So if you don't have anything else going on during the day, you can, you can watch the entire season in one sitting and it really sucks you in now granted i haven't watched the book of boba fett i'm just using that as an example but you know that has changed kind of the way we take in this media and from an actor's perspective has that had any impact on how you look at some of these jobs the knowing that people are going to sit and watch the entire show in one sitting perhaps Good, good question. Um, yeah, it is. Great question. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this is why Andy got brought on because he makes me sound smart. I go, I go, job's tough. What you think? And Andy's like, I have this very eloquent question I'm going to ask you right now. And it's going to be, it's going to be voice in a way. All right, Tom. All yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got gotcha. you. Anyways, back to what he asked you. Sorry, bro. I just had to call attention. No, no problem. Um, yeah, I think it definitely does. You're talking about like, you know, how does it change like the way like going into and shooting this these shows yeah it definitely does change because i think you know like um you know saved by the bell that's that's the newest show that i'm Mm -hmm. on at the moment yeah and i think when it comes to that it's like you are telling a whole story so i'm like reading script one through script 10 um even if i'm not in every single episode i want to know what's going on with these characters so that i know what is what's happening when I do when they say, Hey, we want you in episode 10, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it, it's, it's a way to draw on your character, build your character, even though, especially cause I'm not a, a series regular on that show. I'm a guest, a recurring guest star. So I'm in majority of the season, but I still need to know what's going on. And so in order for me to 
play that and play like all of this has been happening and for the audience to accept and understand, like I've got to be able to make it like a, you know, a, a chronological, you know, event. Like I've got to make sure, okay, like she right. just went through this with, you know, Devante and now Nadia and Devante are feeling this way, but they're like, you know, still on the path to, you know, being happy, something like that, mm-hmm. you know, like you've, you've got to, you know, mm-hmm. You're building sure the you're narrative. Plotting out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a huge part of of being um, on a television show that's going to drop like that, you know, because sure. um, it's it's different. All the sometimes with these other shows, it's it's different every week, you know. But mm-hmm. you are still kind of kind of building on the narrative. But I give a lot of credit to our writers on that show because they just know. You know, episode one through 10, here's what's happening with everybody. And I'm just trying to understand from their point of view Mm -hmm. so that I can portray that um, on camera. The reason why I wanted to ask you that is because, you know, you've done episodes of NCIS. You've done episodes of House. um, You've done episodes of Drunk History, which is another perfect example, quite frankly, because each of those things, they have their base narrative. But then they also have wildly different storylines in every single episode. But then some of these more bingeable shows, they have a story that they want to tell over the course of all the episodes with a definite beginning and a definite ending. And so every single episode is not going to have quite so much of its own elements. And you've had the experience of both now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's been um, really interesting to be able to step into different positions um, with all of this, especially like, you know, with the film and then, you know, jumping into a guest star and then doing a co-star and then doing recurring guest star. Um, I think all of that has been essential to, I honestly, my training um, for me to know, you know, how I'm building a character or, you know, how this character is here today. And that's a wipe for the rest of, you know, her existence on this show. So I think that uh, that plays a very extreme, like, reality part as far as for me trying to learn uh, as an actress. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So. What's that like? I mean, because like uh, Saved by the Bell is like a cl- is like a '90s classic. Like, there's so much love and admiration yeah. for this show, so much. And like, you you come back to the like the revitalization of this show. What's that like? Does that kind of have add more pressure to you to like really kind of got to nail this? I mean, of course, you take everything very seriously, as we've heard, you know, throughout the interview. Um, but like, how, what's that feeling like to know that you're going into something where you have so many fans out there? Like, if you don't get this right, like you're, you're uh, like, this is my childhood you're fucking with. <laughs> um, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like too much pressure actually. Um, I mean, I definitely know that like, Hey, there's certain like things that we have to hit. Like I think, um, Belmont had the, um, what was the line that he had? Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But that was Jesse's line from the original, right? And he had to, you know, sell that, but sell it in his own way, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for, you know, that nostalgia to, you know, come across the screen and, you know, people to feel that, like, you have to hit it right. And, um, And so there is a little bit of pressure, but also I think the cast and our crew and our producers and directors let us have so much fun. We all, we already know, you know, what we're supposed to hit, like what is supposed to come in and 
punch, you know, that way everyone can, you know, understand the joke or, you know, yeah, the, the gag or whatnot. So um, it is pressure, but I think, I think a lot of people have been pleased and do like the show. And I think because of that, I, we know that we're doing our job, right? <laughs> but you, it's, yeah. That brings up a good question though. Like if you could do the revitalization of any classic show other than the one that you're doing right now, what would it be to you? Like, if you're like, I'm going to bring this back to life and you're going to be able to like recast it the whole nine, bring back, you know, the, the, the stars from it, you know, as guests or whatever it is, but what would you want to be a part of or what would you want to do? Good question. A different world. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> that is my show. A different wow. world. I know. I know. I just. I am a huge Jasmine Guy fan. I love her, and the way she played Whitley on that show is just out of this world, right? Mm-hmm. And um, oh my god! Of course, like Kadeem and just. I, I love that show. Like to this day, I still watch that show. <laughs> like oh, I just nice. turn it on and catch episodes, you know, whenever, but I would love to like be like Whitley and Dwayne's like daughter or <laughs> something, you know, like <laughs> and bring back Hillman college and everything like that would be the show that, that I would want to be on. Now, yeah. l- like the this the the revitalization of Saved by the Bell that you're on is is kind of like very akin to the original Saved by the Bell. You know, there's still the same characters, um, and they kind of you know, complete the storyline or at least add on to the storyline. What do you think about shows? And that's not to disparage anyone. That's not to take anything away. I just want to get your opinion. What do you think about shows like um, I, I, what are they calling you now? It's it's the Prince of Bel Air, but it's not like uh, oh. I think, don't they call it Prince or something like that now? It's called uh, Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Bel Air. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what do you think about shows like that where they take the original concept and they kind of introduce like sprinklings of things but they totally change everything about it to like make it new and fresh what do you think about things like that yeah you know i haven't yet watched it and it's actually on my list there's so many shows that are on my list um to watch but yeah i was like i'm gonna be starting that like in march so um but i think it's a great idea i'm I'm not gonna lie i think it's actually a really great idea and i think So I was having a conversation kind of like this with another friend because I was like, you know, do we feel like the the drama aspect of it now, since it's no longer this, you know, multicam comedy, it's going to be this single cam drama, Mm. you know, is that going to take away the essence? Because we all love the crazy way Will was, you know, Mm -hmm. like we all loved Carlton's, you know, like Mm -hmm. dance. We, we loved the funniness of that show. We enjoyed it, but Mm -hmm. we also enjoyed the, the realness and, and the truthfulness that came out of it as well. And so I think, I think it's a great idea and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not lying. I think it's actually a really great idea and I think it will bring something fresh and new to our generation or even the generation below us today and that they can kind of still understand. I think I was a little worried because I was like, you know, is the drama going to be too much where it's not going to have, what we loved about it, Mm -hmm. but I keep hearing, you know, good accolades about the show. And so I think they're doing what needs to be done over there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the hard part with shows like that though, because you know, when they try to do, or when they call it a reboot, 
and then it's not a reboot. It's something entirely different. You then have to switch your brain and go, okay, I'm not watching what I thought I was watching. I'm watching something that's entirely new and different. And some people can do that and some people can't. And you have to look at this stuff with that objective eye and say, okay, this isn't uh, a remake. It's a remake, but it's not, it's not what the original was. And in some ways, that's probably smart that they're not trying to recapture what was because more often than not, you can't, it'd be like trying to redo the American office. Are you ever (laughs) going to capture the love that people have for that? Absolutely not. Now let's say you remade the office and it was a crime drama instead of comedy. (laughs) So like that's, you know what I mean? So you do have to kind of take that into account a little bit. And I want to watch the new Bel Air, but I need to make sure that I'm not going into it with all these expectations of, you know, uncle Phil's going to be a badass, and oh, aunt cool. Viv is going to switch it after the first season, you know, like <laughs> there's not going to be any of that stuff. It's going to be different. Yeah. Well, I mean like the, the old, uh, the old fresh principal there was definitely not like um, at a loss for dramatic moments. Like if you look up at YouTube, like mm-hmm. the most um, viewed clips of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air are not like the funniest bits. They're always the most dramatic bits where mm-hmm. Carlton gets shot with a gun or will get shot with a gun and Carlton buys a gun where uh, Uncle Phil, um, you know, hugs it out with Will after his father leaves for the final time, you know, after promising to do stuff like these are the clips that people look up. So I think that, you know, in the same way, um, like it's all, the reverse happens with people like uh, Jordan Peele. Like he made uh, Get Out and everybody like this was new at the time. Everyone's like, get out. Like you're going to make a horror film and you're a comedy guy. Like what's going on here? But the yeah. translation between the two is very much there. You're trying to hit the same similar spots, mm-hmm. but in just a different tune, I guess, is the way the best way to put it. Um, do you find that when you when you do your acting? Do you find that like sometimes like when you're trying to make people laugh and try to make people cry? It's all kind of like the same motion, just different uh, frequencies of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. <laughs> I, mean, I know. There's no, yeah, there's no exaggeration on that one. Like there are different frequencies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good though. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's good that we're so like easily tuned to something like that because if, if it was like, you know, if, if they were so like weirdly separated, you wouldn't be able to accomplish things like making people cry one second, laugh the next second. Mm-hmm. It'd be way harder to accomplish such a goal. So it's a good thing that we're kind of humanly dispositioned to be like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you want to accomplish next? I mean, you've already accomplished so much in your very young life. Like what do you, what do you want to do next? Thank you. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm actually looking forward to another movie or another show. So, I mean, right now I'm, I'm currently in the middle of filming another show. Um, it's actually going to be, um, it's called the villains of Valley view. They actually just changed the name from meet the mayhems, but it's going to be a Disney channel show and I'm playing a superhero. So get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, my newest gig there. And it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I personally had never thought I was going to play a superhero. I was like, I'm not that girl. Like, I don't think I could really embody what, you know, these people on Marvel are doing. Like, I don't know if I'm hitting that just yet in my career just yet, you know, but, um, you know, God had other plans and here I am as a superhero on this other show. And I'm extremely grateful. It's been like such a huge learning curve, but it's also been a really, really great experience. And, um, 
And I, I'm just, I'm grateful to be on set with those people. I mm. think aside from that, I'm writing a show at the moment. Oh, so cool. yeah. So uh, like a mini series and that's the other thing that I've been diving into. And so I want, I think I want to start shooting it this summer. <laughs> Excellent. If you need any amazing voice talent for this miniseries, I know a guy that's just fantastic. <laughs> I will just be saying. hitting you up. No, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Making connections. That's what I do. I'm glad that you're doing something on Disney Channel because I don't get enough respect in my house. Like I always tell people who my guests are and they have no idea. They're like, who's that, dad? You don't. Yep. You, you talk to people we don't care about, but then I'll be like, they're on the Disney Channel. And they're like, oh, you're God incarnate. And I'm like, yes, I am. Thank you for acknowledging me for my true, true life. Thank you, That's children. what I'm always telling my cats, by the way. I'm just like, you owe me. <laughs> everything. And then they shit in your bed, and they're like, we don't owe you anything, man. Um, the last time I got any recognition in my house was like, we had Carol Baskins on the show forever ago. And everybody knows who that was. My, my daughter was like, wow, really? And I was like, do you know anything about her? She's like, yeah, she killed her husband. I'm like, that's, that's not what you should know about this person, like, at all. But, I mean, not, not the amazing things she's done for, like, you know, wild animal uh, owning or nothing like this, not the laws that she's put in place, not all the amazing things. You just know her for one thing that's a, like a, a sound bite on fucking TikTok or whoever it might be. I don't know what the kids like. <laughs> well, and I'm then old. it turns out her husband's not dead, by the way. He stole a bunch of money from her, took out a bunch of credit cards in her name and like dipped, went to Puerto Rico or something. He just disappeared. Yeah. They found him. Yeah. Did they? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Did they? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit. So many people have to change their songs now because before it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, right? She wow. caught some fame and he came hunting for some some money. So I mean Wow. Yeah. So their children look <sighs> dumb now. They were sitting there really lambasting her on that documentary. Whoopsies. <laughs> yeah, well the Tiger King's sitting in prison right now going, Ow, son of a bitch. Oh my goodness oh gracious. My God. Um so normally at this point we ha- we do okay, so here's here's a little inside dope. Um Alex, as I said at the beginning of the show, um you spoke to his wife Kaz, I imagine. Kaz is probably the one that set up this interview. She's been setting up all the interviews for us because she's amazing like yourself. She just does all the work and we sit back so, and just you know receive all the accolades for it. Uh, um <laughs> Just, yeah, thanks yeah. to them both, actually, yes. for reaching out. And, and yes. you guys. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're good fill-ins. Um, well, I'm here every week, but Andy's an amazing fill That's why I reach out to him, because he's just phenomenal. And so are you, by the way. Um, oh, so normally, at, of course, at, normally at this point, we'd have like a past guest. They would ask a question last week, and that would be the question that we'd ask you right now. But um, Alex has been working all night and he passed out, so I can't get the question off him. So I think this would be a good time to have Andy rack his brain and ask you a very pertinent question. Then we'll kind of go to you. And this is like very generic. It's like, you know, if, if you could not be an actor, what was the next thing you would be? Something along those lines. Nothing along the, you know, the, the, the line of question we've been doing so far. Andy will do that. And then we will go to you after you answer. And we will take a question for the next week's guest. who You don't know who is going to be. So it can be a very, you know, whatever type of question you want to be. So, Andy, use your, your very great looks and charm and big brain. And you're going to ask this question. Not on the spot or anything. Well, unfortunately, uh, I am going to throw back to what I know and what I'm good at. So, Maria, sorry, Mariah. Yeah, horrible. That was a problem. (laughs) Unbelievable. Cut that part out. Cut it out. It's cut. It's cut. It never happened. Mariah is what he said. It's not like we're live or anything. We're not. What do you, if you drive, because I know you're in LA. Aren't you in LA? Yeah. Yes. So Mm -hmm. if you drive, what do you got? 
what do I got? Oh, what, like a car? Yeah, what kind of car? Yeah. Are you? Oh, <laughs> um, I drive a Lexus IS250. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I named her Storm. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amazing. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, 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 I'm getting into the superheroes and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I like it. And what color uh, is she? She's white with black interior. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Love, 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 love that car. I actually just got her back in October because I got into a really bad car accident at the beginning of October, like a month mm-hmm. before my my birthday. I um, totaled my last car, and that was Lexi, and she was oh, the man. same Lexus IS two fifty. Yeah, Lexi oh. the Lexus, right? I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I totaled her and it was so sad. Um it, that was like literally like it felt like a death in the family. Like even my friends were <laughs> like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like my car, if if you know me, my car is everything to me. So mm. yeah. I I was very, very hurt. But we have Storm now. She's beautiful. She's sophisticated. She's sexy. You know, oh, she's, yeah. she's grown. So, yeah, I love her. Luxurious, too. I'll tell you one thing. Um, the IS250, I think those in white, first of all, those look fantastic. If yeah. you would ever consider putting wheels on it, uh, different <laughs> wheels from the standard oh. ones, um, uh-huh. black that's pretty standard. You know, you're doing the black on white. That's of course great. That's cookies and cream. Everybody loves Classic. that. I'll, I'll Classic. put black. I had black wheels on, on my last uh, white car. So, I mean, you know, it's a classic way to go. Here's what I'm going to recommend to you though. This is just from me to you. Think about it, mold around, you know, let it, let it kind of roll around in your mouth. It's going to be delicious. Okay. I think you should consider doing gold wheels. Gold or something in that spectrum. Copper, bronze doesn't have to be gold, but like like a copper color could look really, really good on Storm. I like that. Mm -hmm. See, I have copper colored wheel. It's just because I haven't changed my brake pads in a while, and it's (laughs) it's not as nearly as sophisticated, but it really gives that standout look of just a guy that has no money. It's brilliant. It really sets me apart from all the other assholes in Vermont. Uh Looks back at his car and goes, "Oh, she dirty." (laughs) She dirty. Oh, she she really needs. Um, Okay, that's excellent. See, Andy, that's that's you, baby. That's why I brought you here. Okay, so Mariah, um, what what it not knowing who next week's guest is, what is the question that you would ask this guest? And let me get ready because I'm gonna have to write this down because some asshole should do that. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I'm getting my notes. I'm getting my notes. Hold on, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yes, yes, your notes. I'm thinking. I'm I am thinking. thinking. All right, good, good, good. This gives me plenty of time to. So, Andy, um, what do you think of Deep Space Nine? Uh, yeah. It's funny you bring that up because I'm actually rewatching Star Trek Enterprise right now. Ooh, a lot of people oh. don't like it. A lot of the Trekkies. I'm I'm not a Trekkie. I've never watched the original Star Wars. I haven't even really watched that much of Star, Star Trek. Wars next. Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. I don't know. Lord of the Rings, but whatever. whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. Of, like you know, you. Game of Thrones. Oh, go, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Deep Space Nine. It's all the same thing, right? Ex- thank you. Yes, thank you. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's actually been really fun watching it back through. I'm watching it with my wife. The thing I love about those TV shows from like the early 2000s is they still have some of the elements of 90s stuff with the overacting. Yeah. Like we just watched an episode where 
every single person and they're supposed to be a type of human. Every single one of them had a mullet. And I'm just like, <laughs> isn't this from 2003? Wow. Why do these people have mullets? But it's just a carryover from the sitcominess of Bro. it. You know what I mean? My son, who is seven years old, has the deepest mullet I've ever seen in my life right now. And it's back in style. So we're like, my wife's like, my kid, your son wants a mullet. And I'm like, why? That like, it's not the 80s. He's not playing hockey. What the fuck's this all about? She's like, no, it's back in style. And I'm like, I'm like, says who? But it's like, back, baby, I've tried to, I've offered to ch- cut. It. I've offered to bring him to get a ba- big boy haircut to go get a cut. And he's like, nope don't touch my mullet bro and i'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck like i pay your bills you shouldn't have these opinions right now i should be able to hold you down and shave your fucking head and be like ha ha i'm a dad i can do what i want <laughs> <laughs> all right with all the child abuse put aside uh Mar- you got a question? <laughs> oh gosh um i had a couple but i'm gonna i think what i like the best is when you wake up in the morning what is the very first thing you do? Excellent question. When you wake up in the morning, what is the very first thing that you do? Yeah. I had to repeat that. It wasn't just like I thought you were saying, like, <laughs> you know, like brilliant. I was like, I had to repeat that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I can continue. I'm not there. Tommy's got a placemat and his crayons out. He's I do. I do. I color in the lines, Andy. I'm brilliant, <laughs> just like Mariah and you. I am also a creative person. I, I sometimes put the purple where the gold goes. Thank you. Ooh. I'm I'm Picasso, a little avant-garde, if you will. Artistic. You like march that. to the beat of your own drum, buddy. As a matter of fact, uh, Mariah, obviously that's really important for people like you. I'm mean, Going back to that story of, I'm sorry, you said you were six and you yeah. were in the leopard print and you know, yeah. if if uh, your parents aren't crushing that early on, that can usually be fostered into something uh, quite remarkable. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It definitely can. I think that was something that like my parents both kind of allowed me and my brother to do is just, you know, follow whatever like your dream was and mm-hmm. and let go and just have fun and, and be yourself and, and don't worry about others. I think my mom, she kind of ran with me in the entertainment thing, but my dad ran with my brother as far as football and baseball and mm-hmm. basketball and all the sports, right? Uh, and so, you know, they never, they wanted us to be our own individual selves. You know, I'm nothing like my brother. My brother is nothing like me, but we both like my parents love that and accept that. And they, they've fostered each and every, each of us into, you know, this young man and this young woman who can think independently and, and, um, you know, be wise and give good advice and learn from their experiences in the past, especially like they let us have our own experiences, you know? And a lot of the times they'd be like, Oh, we're trying to help save you from this. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, how am I ever going to learn if you don't, you know, allow me to be, allow me to do. Uh, and so I think my brothers learned a lot from, you know, being and doing <laughs> boys. See, I don't know about y'all, but y'all are hard headed. Okay. I'm sorry. He is, he is, I don't know about you guys, but he was very hard headed. So mm-hmm. he had to learn a lot of the things the hard way. But I think when it came to me, I did take my parents' advice, but I also had to find out on my own, you know, how things go and, and, yeah. and how, the world works. And if you don't have those experiences, um, and even if you just don't foster your child to enjoy mm-hmm. their life or, you know, be out, be outside of the box, then, 
you know, there's going to be a struggle once they get a little older. And so I think, you know, fostering that and allowing your children to be and live and Mm -hmm. experience is one of the greatest, you know, things that a a parent can do. You have to let your children do dangerous things carefully. (laughs) Yes. Carefully. Yes, please. Like grow mullets. Um, guys, this has been amazing. Uh, Mariah, if people want to keep tabs on you and kind of see the latest and greatest thing that you're up to, where can they, where can they find you? Yeah. Yeah. You guys can follow me on my Instagram at Mariah Iman and my Twitter is at Mariah Iman W. And that's basically where I am at. (laughs) Don't you have a TikTok as well? I do have a TikTok. You know what? Thank you, Andy, for reminding me of that. I do have a TikTok. I'm at Mariah Iman on that as well. So, yes, I like to have a little fun doing all the dances. You'll get you'll get two new followers right after this because my daughter and my wife both are TikTokers and they just oh, show me no. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love that stuff. Me, oh I'm 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 lame. Um, all right. So Mariah, please don't go anywhere because we do we do end the show and then we like to thank you and you know without the camera rolling all that stuff. Um, guys, this has been a, an amazing show. We had quite the amazing guests. We love everything we do. Um, so if you like this show, you should be checking out our website. Um, let me see if I can find it because this is usually Alex's job and I just do the, uh, do the talking portion. Um, it's you suck network.com. That's where like the home and the hub of everything that we do. You can find this show, the amazing you suck, uh, with, uh, you know, Al and Tom every single week we bring on amazing guests like Mariah over here and they, we just kind of have a real conversation with real people and find out the ins and outs. You will also see the Wednesday night live show, which is named Thorskin, the original show that I started on and now is is an amazing way better show because people like Moose Cooper, David Rabies, and Alex Whiteley come on every single week and they have a great time. They play games like Butt Chug Island, which if anyone's really confused about the name of that, it's like Room 101 where they take things that are like, you know, uh, this is like one of the examples. They take things like uh, Justin Bieber, Amazon, and they put on Butt Chug Island never to return and they discuss and have a debate of why it should go to Butt Chug Island. I didn't name it. It's not me. Um, and if you go to YouSuckNetwork.com uh, and you like what you see don't say hey tom and alex are great at building websites we didn't build that website it was good people over at weborchard.com hey guys weborchard.com they are website building you know business that's what they do they don't make uh puppies or something along those lines they make websites that's that's what they bring to you every single week so if you want an amazing clean active fun website that is really going to speak to you know who you are as a person or what you do as a business, uh, reach out to them. Whether you have an OnlyFans, you know, sell stuff online, whatever it is, um, you need a website. You need a better web presence, and the good people at webwatch.com they can do that for you. Yeah. And how do you so, spell you suck, Tom? Um, U S U K. Network.com. Network.com. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> Guys, I've had a lot of fun today. It's way too much fun for anything. Andy, thank you very much. Oh, Andy, give a shout out to what you do. Come on. Hey, now. Thank Come on. you for having me. Seriously, it's been a blast. Uh, Mariah, it's been great talking to you. Tom, great as always. You can find us anywhere you find your other fine po- uh, podcasts at The Horsepower Hour. Facebook.com is at The Horsepower Hour. I recently just shut my Twitter down because I couldn't handle all the negativity that was just flowing through the tubes at me, and I can't control myself when it comes to social media. So don't try to find me on Twitter, but Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, it's all at The Horsepower Hour. And I want to thank you for having me on, Tom. 
Oh, of course, Andy. Uh, once again, dude, you're just you're just a brilliant dude, and I can't like uh, I, I just can't say enough great things about you. Well, guys, that's it. Um, we are up. Um, thank you very much for watching, and we will catch you guys next time. Later. All right, listen up, spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between, and uh, oh yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. Yeah. You're listening to You Suck with Alan Tom. You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah.